You're listening to the Mumcast, the best weekly comic book podcast recorded in Southampton, England on Thursday nights. In our 242nd episode, we talk about this week's comics, and in this week's spotlight, James talks about Robo Hunter. Play it again, Sam. Around the mic tonight are. Hello, I'm James. Hello, I'm Nick. Hello, I'm Jane. I think James might be in a bit of a hurry tonight. Come on, let's get going. Come on. Apparently, some sport is doing something, so he's all excited. I thought they were moving um, very poor people out of their homes, saying that they're illegal so they can build yeah. plush apartments for people mm-hmm. to watch a very overpriced yep. sport. Good. I heard a similar Good. I heard a similar get, story get but, the, but the moving the poor out of the way mm. uh, was in inverted commas in the one I read. Yeah. Uh, with a little asterisk and down the bottom it said the police are killing them. Oh Ast- my god. <laughs> asterisk. Asterisk. Um, how you, how have your weeks been? I know James James is is probably about ready to exp- his week has been about ready to explode with anticipation because of the footy ball. I'm so excited about the World Cup. I, can't, I was telling Jane on the way over it's like four Christmases rolled into one and sometimes Christmases are shit. But you don't get Christmas a nice is- meal. Yeah, I do. I'll, I'll, I'll have uh, I'll have uh, chicken and vegetables tonight. Our um that I'm at Friday you probably probably make a nice um, probably make a nice I was a vegetarian for 10 years yeah but Jane. I've never seen you eat vegetables you fibber I was eating onion last night oh, good English hang on a minute and gherkin that's not what I'm thinking about gherkin's not really a vegetable is and it? what is it then it's not a it, it's not a pickled, bloody animal. It's pickled beyond all nutritional value. It is that's, actually that's a fat-free true. item to eat. It is true, James. Uh, it's not an animal, is I've it? Never it's not seen, a mineral. I've never seen you eating like, a plate of carrots and broccoli and cauliflower and stuff. I was a weird thing to eat on its own. You've got to have some protein with it. I was yeah, at a roast, a roast dinner at James's house, and it's true that there mm. were lots of veg out on the yeah. table, but I don't remember seeing him eat any of them. No, I just ate chicken carcass. I, I might have been too busy eating chicken carcass. You were too busy stuffing... Um, my beautiful uh, homemade Yorkshire's. Anyway, in your mouth. I'm Three really, legs that chicken had. It did. It's amazing. And a massive willy. I'm really excited <laughs> by the World Cup. It's like, for, it, I said that, didn't I? Oh, God, I can't wait. It's, um, what's it called when um, you're excited by something, you know bad things are happening, but you're able to ignore that. Cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance I'd still, or compartmentalisation. I still or care stupidity. about I still care about the poor people, and I'll be livid uh, in July, but right now, oh, God, I love the World Cup so much. I suspect that if England go out really soon and any other teams that you're interested in go out really soon, Soon, then, then you'll be livid about the situation earlier. You fundamentally misunderstand my relationship with football. No, you're just going to love it. it. It's like, it's I like adore the World Cup. It's like waiting for a new pope to get named. I, I don't really care about England. It'd be great if they did well. I don't care. I, I love the World Cup because I love the World Cup. How do you know if someone loves the World Cup? <laughs> How was your week, Jane? 
this week I have been okay. That's enough. Let's move on. Nick diagnosed with a severe condition called hay fever. Oh, that's oh, rubbish. That yeah, serious. in my late twenties, I have developed hay fever, and I'll tell you, listener, I've I really, really, really want to scratch my eyes out. No, oh, that's rubbish. Well, that's funny. Is that related to the hay fever? Yeah. Maybe oh. I've got hay fever because I want to scratch your eyes out too. No, you're just catty. I People in my office keep trying to diagnose me with hay fever because I keep sneezing, but I refuse at 41 to be contracting hay fever. It's just not... not the, the pollen count hand. is very high, Nick, so you might be sensitive but not actually have hay fever. But oh, also, okay. they're, um, they're dis- discounting um, uh, Nick's habitual cocaine use. What about your week, James? Yeah, we've done that. Did we? No, we said uh, literally your week has all been about getting excited about the football. All right, let's see. What else have I done? Uh, uh, I've uh, walked about and thought about the World Cup. I've gone to work and I've thought about the World Cup. Um, I've uh, sat down and thought about the World Cup. I've indoctrinated my daughter to the point where whenever she hears the World Cup, she turns around and says, World Cup to me. That's the um, other show. The World Cup. Literally, that's you've, you've, yeah. trained, you've trained her. Because yeah. she's quite an articulate child. But yeah. on the subject of the World Cup, literally, you've got her. When someone says World yeah. Cup, she turns around, shrugs her shoulders, nods at you and says, World Cup. My wife literally just says the same two words again. My wife sent me a text uh, this morning telling me she was excited about the World Cup. I've done a number on her and all, Um, and it starts tonight. Uh, We record. Let's see, what's the time now, Nick and Jane? Half past, nearly half past. Seventeen twenty-five. So work that out. Seventeen twenty-five in the twenty-four hour clock. um, And the uh, the opening ceremony starts at seven. Now, for us to give you a full and entertaining program, and for me to get home for seven o'clock. We're going to have to make this a super condensed uh, show of joy. Probably could have said that all quicker then, couldn't you? Well, that's or the just b- did the show. I, uh, My verbosity is going to be an issue, isn't it? I saw a picture this, this week. I saw a picture of Ed Miliband. Literally in the last half hour, I saw a picture of Ed Miliband where he looked even less human than David Cameron. I didn't think that was possible. No, it, it is possible. It's it's just, I don't understand. Was I don't, his head on I, a tortoise? No. <laughs> 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 You're going to have to stop doing that, Jane, if we're going to get through this show. Oh, yeah, not so funny, please, if you could. Um, no, no, his head was just on a suit. But, um, it, but um, That's quite human. Disembodied head on but a suit. But it's his face. They all look like ventriloquist dummies, just different well, Nick, sorts of I'm ventriloquist I'm here to tell dummies. you, they are. Oh. David Caron has got George Osborne's hand right up. His buttock. Or whatever ventriloquist flap he has <laughs> right up his ventriloquist flap David Cameron I know I've said this before but David Cameron definitely reminds me more of one of those inflatable the inflatable pilot from the airplane movies he reminds me of a pudding faced twat but um, at least he hasn't there isn't a picture of him looking like a ventriloquist dummy holding the sun newspaper um, if you if you've received the sun today um there, there is a solution to it. Apparently, um, the sun is being delivered to all homes today um, through the post. But uh, you can actually get it, get that horrible scum-sucking rag um, out of your, your house if you want by putting an envelope, sending it to free post, the sun, London, E98 1AX. So 
get rid of your copy of the sun don't worry your local recyclers it'll probably break the recycling machine due to its shitosity um so yeah send it to free post the sun london e98 18x don't send them any poo though because that'll just no. spoil everybody's fun i've got loads as well uh, Barnaby Edwards tweeted that. Um, oh. Alternatively, you could use it on a poo-related scale. Not sending poo, but you could use it for you or your animals or homeless people to poop on. We're that's getting, true. we're getting a new, we're picking up a new cat on Saturday. Well, it's not a new cat. That's the next week. That's is, next you, week. If you line, I know you're going, as James. If you line the litter tray, you've got the potential. You're going to still see the sun. I don't want to see the sun. Yeah. When we're not talking about the sun. I think, well, yeah, we're going to go. Brilliant. We're going to do it. We're going to go. When we're not talking about newspapers that we all hate. Um, uh, and, the Daily Mail. And Hay Fever and football and Ed Miliband. Literally, I summed up my week by saying Ed Miliband. That's rubbish. Anyway, when we're not talking about all of that stuff, you, we talk about comics. We're the Momcast. We talk about comics. We'll be doing that in just a minute. You can talk to us about comics by leaving comments on the posts of the episodes uh, which you can get at at momcast oh no hang on momcomics.com momcomics.com I was I was unprepared no <laughs> absolutely and to be fair I didn't indicate either which one of you was going to have to say momcomics. it momcomics.com um, Jane had a Porkins moment eject into space Jane <laughs> yeah, eject into space go, it won't go you can uh, you can listen to all of the past episodes there for free and sometimes there are reviews and, and articles on there well articles blog posts on there as well um, all of the episodes have full show notes uh, so you can skip to a particular review if you want to that's pretty cool um, and you can leave comments on all of those uh, you can also leave comments or subscribe to the podcast at the podcatcher of your choice almost definitely notably iTunes uh, Stitcher.com which we really like love Stitcher um, I use Pocket Cast still though because I'm indoctrinated not Poppet Casts. It makes it sound really Aww. cute, doesn't it? A uh, new uh, podcast coming soon. <laughs> Poppet Casts. And please do it. It's just like two four-year-old kids talking to each other. Well, why don't I cryogenically freeze mine, wait for Noah to catch up, and they can do it. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if you should freeze her. That's weird. Well, if it's good enough for Walt Disney, it's good enough for my girl. Um and uh, and if you can leave us, if you can rate and review us at any of those sites, uh, it's always good for business. Uh, the business of bringing podcasting joy to you and getting a little bit of positive feedback back to us. It's free. It is. It's totally free to listen. It's also totally free to subscribe. And it's totally free to rate and review us. Um, What's the other thing you can do? Oh, and share us with people. You can share us with people. That's a nice thing to do. And if you do, we thank you on the podcast. Like, for example, thank you, David Wynn, for the lovely things you said about us last week and promoted our podcast to all your followers on Twitter. David Wynn is so supportive of us mm. that when for a few weeks he, he felt he was talking uh, more about uh, Rachel and Miles explain the X-Men. It is very good, though. Um, he 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 actually was really kindly apologised and said, you know, that, you know that I still love you guys, right, to me? Oh. And I said, yeah, we're not insane. 
Except that it was fair enough of him to ask that question, I suppose, because we could have had a reaction, but we didn't. Uh, Yes, Rachel and Miles explain the X-Men. That's very good as well. Um, You can also write us emails, and we also take two to five minute audio contributions, uh, reviews, and and little bits about comics. Anything you want to do, songs, poems, anything, you can send those to... Mumcast at gmail.com. We we also accept videos of singing vaginas. (laughs) Oh, God. That was brilliant. We got sent a video of a singing vagina by by a comic professional. Um, a comic genius. As a, as a birthday present for me, which was a bit weird. Um, Jane yeah, and I, I decided to uh, look at it uh, outside of work and how, yeah. we, how we hooted. We, we did. hooted, didn't yeah. we? we? And I showed life partner Steve. He also found it funny. Unfortunately, I can't email it around my office. I watched it at, at my desk. That was an error. And, and it took me about 30 seconds to work out exactly what I was looking at, by which point I was already 30 like, committed. 30 seconds? I was of looking all at the it porn you've watched? The eyes were confusing and I tried to avoid... Uh, too anything too fla- flappy. Did you? Um, um, did, did, the thing is, I wasn't it, entirely sure what I was looking at. The, reason, the eyes confused me. The reason it took thirty seconds, right? Were you watching it, and then it took thirty seconds for you to realise that you were just openly masturbating in the office because <laughs> you completely forgot where you were. Oh, pornography. Well, I should be masturbating. <laughs> muscle oh, memory. Oh, sorry, everyone. That'll clear up in no time. Uh, generally when I'm looking at pornography it's not quite as difficult for me to work out what I'm looking at um I had trouble. I had trouble. I'm conscious that whenever we start talking about pornography though and mm. me masturbating we tend to get a bit derailed. And James has to get home for football. Currently area up cuz uh, what was the other thing? No, there's other stuff. Facebook you can leave it. We've got a Facebook page. Um we are on Google Plus uh, and you can follow us on Tumblr. I need to spend a bit more time on Tumblr. They kind of broke themselves for me a little bit, but that's besides the point. Uh, uh, it's still a very valuable platform for pushing one's social media brand. Mm. We should very quickly say thank you uh secret comic book professional for sharing that video it was really funny i don't think he i should have checked but i don't think he'd have any trouble people knowing who it is but anyone who knows him will already know who it is anyway so i I don't need to name him i like that i like the air of mystery yeah it makes it seem much more makes me feel more i'm much more important um than i than i really am yes um should we talk about about this week's comics (laughs) did you say just randomly shout Brian Posen yeah that's who it was it wasn't no um, should we talk about this week's comics yes uh, okay I shall quickly very quickly mention because one of them was missing last week uh, 2000 AD progs 1884 and 1885 brought to us from the years 1884 and 1885 <laughs> still continuing Bravo. to be great uh, there's a new grey area story which I'm quite enjoying written by Dan Abnett with art by Mark Harrison Mark Harrison's art is really nice now that he's not like super rendering everything I think it's still all done on computer but it's there's a lot more line work to it now and it's lush and the scale of that story is great the Judge Dredd story is weird he keeps having like waking dreams and it's all very confusing um the really promising Thugs three reeler that was running didn't quite stick it stick the landing for me but then that's kind of been all of them Mm. But all but one of them, I think, so far. And Lee Carter's artwork on. I just want. I want to show you guys this because I'm, I'm not sure about him on Indigo Prime because I tend to like it a bit weirder. 
but a little bit more um, less rendered. Oh, oh look sweet at that lord, wow. that's beautiful. It's just intense. His art's amazing on that. I'm assuming Lee Carter's a, a man. Um, she might be a lady. How is Lee spelt? L-E-E. Is that a man L-E-E? Yeah. It's usually the man spelling, yeah. Didn't we have this conversation we last have week? I think it. Not we've last had week. It before. We've had it before. Um, oh, I feel a little bit weird. I just, uh, just want to mention uh, Secret Avengers uh, number four, uh, $3.99 from Marvel, uh, still written by Ellscott with art by Michael Walsh and uh, colour art by Matthew Wilson. It's the second part of the second arc in this, and it's still uh, quite a peculiar mix of sort of espionage superhero stuff and jokes. Um, there's a bit more characterization in this one. We learn um, a, a little bit more because the Nick Fury in this for me is a completely unknown quantity. So, and I think he and um, uh, he and Hawkeye maybe haven't spent that much time together before. So they're having a bit of a conversation, and that's quite cool. This issue, though, um, is peculiar in that it seems to be setting up a lot for future arcs. The first arc was a great introduction to this team. Um, this second arc seems to have been more about uh, giving you a sense of where the book's going to go later on. One thing that's quite cool, though, is uh, the uh, impossible uh, impossible Kowloon walled city that appears in it uh, because apparently Kowloon doesn't, uh, doesn't exist anymore. And uh, it, it's just a lot of this action takes place in a Kowloon that can't possibly exist. And I love me some Kowloon. I can't get enough of it. It's my favourite of the uh, Lost Cities. Um, but uh, it, in all seriousness, our commiserations to the residents of Kowloon. Yes. Yes, I hear there was some big sports event that uh, took place there and, and so everyone got removed from there. Uh, removed is in inverted commas. Uh, also, the whole thing I just made up about it is in inverted commas. That isn't what happened. It was politically quite a sensitive and unusual place that shouldn't really have existed in the first place, and I think that's why it ended up disappearing. It was a temporary place. It's quite exciting. Do you mean like um, that, um, that uh, refugee camp in Calais? Maybe. Mm. I don't know enough about it. I should do some research on Wikipedia, but maybe I know, later. I know it's where the French police practice their brutality. Oh, they practice it. Oh, yeah. It's good because I don't think our police get enough of a workout on that. And, and so I get the feeling their brutality is slipping a little it's bit. brilliant. They're getting machines and everything. Those water cannon, they're going to F people right up. Police love that. Not like machines like in Edge of Tomorrow where they're like exoskeletons and there are fights. What? If the police had exoskeletons, it'd almost be okay. That'd be terrifying. Well, it would be terrifying. I mean, like truly nightmarish. No, it'd, it'd be horrifying. Let's it? stop talking about it. It'd be like they'd be patrolling the streets, trying to catch shoplifters in the middle of town, and uh, and and actually they'd be stomping on people by accident, left, right, and centre. They'd try and help a homeless person and accidentally crush the homeless person. And that's I don't just one more reason not to go into town. Yeah, that's true. And I don't even know what the uh, the um, what are they called the PC. When, uh, you, when plastic the rope... policemen. And plastic policemen. Oh, is that what you're talking about? I don't know what that is. I think, Police I think, support officers. Yeah, they're like, yeah, PSC, they're like CSIs PS, or... PSCs? CSUs. No, PCS, Police Community Support Service. Whatever it's it like NCIS. They have, uh, their powers to coerce are lesser than... I'm not sure they have warrant cards. 
Um, when the robot um, policemen uh, aren't coercing people, they could be putting spikes down so um, homeless people can't lie down. I don't think they need to. I think businesses are doing that, aren't and, they? And anti-homeless pigeon spikes. Yeah, I, I think I don't think that's the police. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Was it the very last episode of Spitting Image finished on... The rest of it was all horrible jokes about mm. famous people. Yeah. And then I think the very last um, scene was... Just a poppy field. No, it was just it was just lots of lots of scenes of homeless people in England, mm. in Britain, with the music "Walk On By" playing yeah. in the background, and yeah. it was like, wow, yeah, that that they hadn't they they'd kind of like hadn't really got us ready for that. I don't think. And then they went over, of, then they went over the top in slow motion. They did, and, and then, then it faded to poppies. And then Sherlock uh, Holmes turned to Watson and said, yeah. "I know I'm I know I've lost it, Watson." And then they switched the light off and walked away. And then they went to prison. Did and then they kept looking back over the shoulder. But this time next year, we'll be billionaires. But then they find out they're in purgatory. <laughs> we should stop. We should definitely stop. Let's stop. They say. But they finally catch up with Red Dwarf. Did that happen? Yeah. And then they visited Coronation Street. No. Um, um, Let's pretend that didn't happen. <laughs> I got uh, I I bought over the internet a comic from the internet by a lady called Heather Shepherd who I've been following online for for ages and I think I followed her because of her art that I'd seen somewhere else rather than uh, rather than because I knew she did comics. Um, this is a book. There are two uh, issues issues of it. I think there's going to be at least a third um, called Sunrise. And the subtitle is A Story About a Monster Searching for the Sun. And um, it's kind of in a landscape format. It's really uh, nicely done, really nicely presented and um, and printed on shiny paper. And it's full colour. And it's about this monster. I'll just, I'll just read what it says in the front. Um, Sunrise is a story about a monster looking for the sun, born out of a long winter and into an unusually wet summer that was 2012. This little monster is here to remind us that the sun is always there, but sometimes we have to put a little effort into finding it. That sounds more schmaltzy than it is. Um, it's silent comic, and it, it is literally... It's kind of the... the I think it's digitally painted, but it's still got a really sort of... It really feels painted and nice and lovely. It's very pretty. Very bold, um, very bold shapes and amazing use of colour. Um, the design on the the design on the characters, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Adventure Time in that mm. they are really sort of just very bold. Uh, they're weird shapes that shouldn't quite work, but you can tell exactly what's going I took on. Toka I'm not sure if you're aware of those um, those apps. They're like kids' puzzle apps, Tokoboka, but they've got a very um, certain look to them that's very similar to that. Big apps. sort of bold. I haven't seen that. Big sort of bold, um, exaggerated features. It's amazing, though. I like it. Mm, it's beautiful. Um, I the monster kind of he wakes up, he gets out of his cave, and he sees the sun going down. And then basically he goes looking for it, but it's um, it's across a kind of a very snowy landscape. And in the second volume, he meets a squirrel, and the squirrel's really cute, and it's really dynamic and really fun. Um, 
there there are little bits of physical comedy and action in it the whole way through um and it's got one of the prettiest renderings of sort of the just the landscape is amazing because like yeah. he's got uh the the aurora borealis in the background which is one of my favorite things i like it is it your favorite borealis it's my favorite of all of the borealises mm. um uh, well no i think david borealis of Buffy and Angel is probably my favourite Borealis. Not so much Bones, though. Um, it also reminds me a little bit of Scott Morse, actually. I was trying to think who it was it reminded me of, and it reminds me a little bit of that. Now, and there's a really creepy monster in it at one point as well. Not the monster of the main monster. There's just a really creepy monster. I It's a lot of monster you're getting. A lot of money. monster. Yeah. I sometimes have a little bit of trouble with wordless stories, um, I liked the look of this one before I bought it, which is why I bought it. But normally I avoid them, partly because they they stress me out a little bit. And the reason they stress me out is I'm not I'm not always sure I'm that great at parsing them, parsing them, or or that they are as clear as the author intends them to be. You know, I I I struggle a little bit with with that. Um, this was mainly because that tension takes a really long time to leave me uh, of of not being quite sure if I'm going to understand what's going on that doesn't happen with this it's got a really clear sort of uh, the, it, it, it tends to play out in double page spreads so each page is kind of one long page across the, the each new page is kind of one long um, scene across the middle of the page and it plays out like an animation like um, Merry Melodies that kind of thing it feels kind of like that really bold backgrounds and stuff i like it a lot i really like it a lot there was loads of extra stuff in the envelope like stickers and and nice stuff like that but i don't know if i got sent that because i know heather or if you'd get that anyway so i don't like to promise that everyone would get that well i shall be buying that so it's really nice i think i I can't remember exactly how much it was but i think it was quite reasonably priced for what it is as well where can we find it nick Dinobot, dinobotillustrations.com is her main site. Dinobotillustration.com, not illustrations like I made it sound just then. Um, but I'm not sure exactly where the shop is. I will, I will post it in the show notes, though. It's really great, and all of her stuff's really good. She's got loads of uh, loads of range of, of work as well, so I didn't know quite what I was going to get with this. You can go and read Sunrise on the site. She posts it as she's doing it. I think as well. I don't know if the whole thing's there, but because I knew I was going to, because the the first time I really heard about it, I knew I was going to buy it. I haven't bothered going and looking at it on the site really, so you can see what you're getting. It's nice. Cool. Thank you. Um, the the other book I got this week, Jane also got, yeah. so we can probably talk about that together. Yeah. Uh, it's all about issue ones again for me this week. Yeah, issue one from Boom Studios of The Empty Man, written by Cullen Bunn. And art by Vanessa R. DeRay. Yeah. Delray. Um, it's an interesting concept. It's about a virus that selects its victims. We don't know how the virus is transmitted to each victim or why it selects certain victims or who it's going to go for next. But uh, the FBI have kind of had to adapt themselves to become the sort of centre of disease um specialist as well haven't they so it's 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 an interesting one the uh i just want to mention the art quickly because the art really reminds me of graham johnson's art 
All right, yeah. Um, I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, it does a little bit. Yeah, just just the colouring as well and sort of the pastel strokes and things it's, it's really really gorgeous but um it's an in, it's a really nice opening to a new story there's not a huge amount more we can really sort of say i mean it's a nice character development to begin with between the fbi agents um there's an intrigue right at the beginning a preacher seems to be involved uh it does open very nicely it's a really good book um but mainly it's the artwork the art really sold it for me i looked through it i thought the story was good but the art is really really nice there's some really quite frantic scenes and the art just really really expresses that in terms of of what you're seeing and it does make this virus look extremely horrible as well it's yeah it's really weird that it's a virus i think the reason the fbi are are dealing with it is because it's worth mentioning isn't it that like um the I, I, I don't think it's been explained how they've worked out it's a virus yet because no, what it is is like it's think, insanity. Yeah, they still think it's potentially... Well, the reason they've got the combined FBI and sort of de- disease control, central disease control team is there's still the potential could be a perpetrator, could be somebody yeah. doing this, an actual person rather than a virus, but because of what they seem it looks more like a virus so there's so much there are so many threads of intrigue mm. in this first issue they've done it really well it's really nicely paced as well looking at there's like a you know a five years ago and then a present scenario as well um, and there's lots of seeds planted for what could happen next and characters to look out for I really really liked it I'll definitely be putting that on yeah. my uh, list you go and check it out there are loads of these in the shop as well so please do go and check it it's out it's a lovely cover as well yeah I, no it's gorgeous um, the scale of it the scale of it is really interesting it feels more like if it was a TV series it would be a mini series with a huge cast and lots of it's the scale of it's huge, isn't yeah. it? Even though we're mainly following these two investigators, these deaths have been happening all over the place, yeah. and and it, it has potential to get much worse. And with the preacher as well, there's you know two strong storylines developing there that could cross at any time. But you you know they're going to be quite separate. So uh, yeah, completely agree with you on that. I wasn't expecting it either. I didn't know anything about it. No, before I, I wasn't. The other book I picked up this week was Red City, uh, issue one from Image, and this is written by Daniel Corey with art by Mark Dos Santos. Um, but I wasn't entirely sure of this book. The art takes a little getting used to, but once you dial into it as part of the story, it does it does fit very nicely. Same with the colouring as well. It's very clean. Um, it's about a like a noir. <laughs> Noir. noir. Just because you can say it properly. A noir. Um, it's set in the future, and the basic concept is that Earth, Mercury, Venus, all the other planets in the solar system have kind of become an alliance. They're like mm. the world as we know it is the solar system, and Pluto has been reclassified as a um, planet again <laughs> for political reasons. Uh-huh. So. Uh, you know, you have people from Venus, people from Mercury, all interacting in different planets across the solar system. And Mars seems to be a bit more of a central hub for obvious reasons. It's in the middle. Um, and this sort of follows a noir-type detective story. Um, we've got a bit of a sort of a old-fashioned kind of detective, but in a, in a set in a sort of futuristic way. Do you know what I think that looks like? It's got a bit of a Bruce Tim Batman vibe. Oh, Batman, yeah, the Batman animated, the animated yeah. series. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, you're right. Mm. 
Um, yeah, it is more animated. It, it, it takes a little while to dial into, but it does fit in with the story and everything else. But he's sort of a... Like a he's part of the government, and doing mm. inverted comments there, but he, he will just take any opportunity that comes away to make money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he, he's been into all sorts of trouble. He's like some sort of FBI special agent type thing. But he's been running some... Uh, operation but has been dealing in the black market on the side and is getting into trouble so he's he's a bit of a maverick mm-hmm. you know um and he's he's set a special mission which you know isn't going to be as straightforward as you as you may be led to believe it's mm-hmm. going to be the one thing i really like about this is the fact that you've got people from they've obviously invented people from mercury venus mars everywhere so there's different species i was wondering so it's not that earth has oh, not, it's not that a, earth has colonized everywhere yeah no no no, no. So. it's there are species it's assumed there are different species uh, i don't know if humans mated with other species and created subspecies we'll make them anything yeah almost probably it's going to happen look at the way kirk sort of basically bonked his way around the uh, but Galaxy, it, filthy monkey. Wow, he's probably got herpes. So. Probably got space herpes yeah. Yeah. and star aids. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they're all they, they, you know, they look like aliens and stuff. It's and it's brilliant, and, and it's all everything is just so nice how it's laid out. It's all very normal in the sense that it's all political, and what the Venetians want is different to what you know people from Mercury want, and it's just keep. It's all about keeping. There's a book in that. Yeah, <laughs> it's all about keeping everyone happy across the um, across the solar system and making sure nothing really upsets anyone too much politically. So it's just the world expanded out, <laughs> but in a re- it's just set in a in the future, but has this really nice sort of see here retro kind of retro right. feel. Mm. Yeah. It's um, good. Uh, I was really surprised how much I enjoyed that. But um, yes, check it out again. Lots of these on the shelf too. Cool. Lose okay, I've heard pe- I've heard a lot of people talking about that one though, and no one really talking about the Empty Man. But by heard, I mean I saw people tweeting about it, right, and that's okay. probably more about who I follow than anything else. Just uh, thank you, Jane. That's okay. Just uh, give me a second. I'm going to cut this into the conversation earlier on. You could say he's boldly come where no man has come before. <laughs> there you go. Okay, good. We can move on. <laughs> Max Barnard, Max Barnard, he's got a lovely voice. Max Barnard, Max Barnard, comics are his choice. Monkeys, 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 Volume 2 of Fables by Bill Willingham and Mark Buckingham. Yes, Mark Buckingham's finally on the book after the first volume uh, being Lamadina. Mark Buckingham, of course, is the uh, second most associated name with Fables after Bill Willingham himself as... His career basically skyrocketed with uh, his artistic duties on Fables. And with good reason. He's an incredibly good artist. I mean, I probably prefer Lamadina's opening arc a little bit more so far. But it's early days for Buckingham in the title. And uh, he only continues to grow, I'm sure. But, um... Yeah, so he's on the book and it looks absolutely gorgeous. And just in time too, because what's being asked for on Artistic Scope is heavy, heavy stuff. Uh, mostly drawing every sort of animal you could possibly need to because this is volume two this is animal farm but not that one a different one 
And so this volume is about Snow White in the aftermath of the first volume taking her sister Rose Red up with her to the animal farm to both return one of the three little pigs up there and to see how things are going because I guess that matters quite a lot when you think about it. But what they stumble across is revolution. The animals who are up on the animal farm in the land of fables are those without humanoid forms. They're not able to live in New York with the rest of the fables and instead are stuck on this farm in the arse end of nowhere being animals. And that doesn't suit a lot of them. They don't particularly care for it. And so they want to rise up and take back their homeland from the adversary, the big bad uh, in the shadows who basically took the land of fables away from the fables. And they aim to do this by enslaving uh, the person who was looking over the farm originally and having him develop weapons for them which is interesting Uh, so you get stuff like a tortoise shell mounted handgun which is funny as fucking everything but like as much as that's got the absurdity this is actually a very serious story about second class citizens basically and they're rising up and whether that's right or wrong I mean it's clearly put across as wrong in the end because what it's become more than anything is about madness about the lengths people will go to to ensure they can go out and fight to their deaths to try and claim back what they feel is theirs it's very American and that's interesting but um more than that or at least as much as that it's a story about Snow White and Rose Red learning things about each other Snow White's a bit clueless and conservative as far as characters go and that's good but it means that she's really naive and overly trusting and doesn't seem to buy into the massively obvious conspiracy to uprise that's going on at the farm whereas Rose Red despite being second fiddle to her sister despite despising so much of her and having this want to go her own way and be more important uh, she decides to basically formulate this plan uh, without Snow White's knowledge to go and keep her alive and try and get her to freedom and Snow White just assumes she's been double crossed by Rose Red because she just thinks her sister hates her and it's that sort of dramatic misunderstanding between siblings that all real life drama is made of but with the cast of the Jungle Book trying to kill one of the sisters because why not and it's absolutely bloody lovely like it eventually resolves with Rose Red being put in charge of the animal farm itself so she has her own chance to become an important fable which is great it's an understanding between the two characters that they can be equals that Snow White may be the more knowable uh, fairy tale character but they can at least have similar roles in the world as Snow White basically handles all the stuff with the city fables and Rose Red handles the ones with the farm fables and that's great and it's got it, this is one of those ones that's got lots of portents for the future it's got lots of stuff about whether they'll eventually deal with the adversary and whether the development of guns could be useful but it also has lots of death lots and lots of death I think the, the volume actually ends with the executions of many of the fables who were in the uprising, uh, with the exception of Goldilocks, who, yes, she's not an animal, but she really likes Baby Bear's cock, so she managed to go and be up on the farm, caused most of the problems, and escaped anyway, so that's troublesome. But, like, you get all these other animals, they get beheaded and killed and stuff, and that's massively fucked up. Like, it's grisly and gruesome and almost treated as okay because they're animals, and that's a bit disturbing. But that aside, great volume of comic, very good. I've rambled a lot. God, this isn't going to sound any good at all. Next week, I'm going to talk about trying to read colour comics on a black and white Kindle, because that's a terrible idea. Bye!
Uh, awkward middle bit. Is there any news? Did anything happen in comics this week? Oh. Nothing. You were going to look stuff up. Oh. Nothing. Oh. Nothing. Uh. Absolutely nothing. Um, Not even going to try Rob Leafield, or no, is that joke done. died? It's done. Excellent. It's like the whole jumping the shark thing, isn't it? Yeah, we've done that. We've done with that. It's done it. Rob uh, Leafield probably couldn't draw a shark. Oh, I've I've got a bit of news for you. Have you? Um, are you both going to be on this, or is it just you, Nick? Uh, there's going to be a, a a geek culture twenty-four hour geek culture live podcast soon. Oh, uh, oh, Stacey's uh, pop. Culture, Culture Parlour, 24 you, Hour for Charity, you've, you've I think, been on isn't it? it? Yeah, you've been on it previously. Life Partner Steve has been on it previously. Mm-hmm. You've been on it previously? No. Jane hasn't been on it previously. I think I'm on the waiting I. list. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I'm sure you should uh, You should ask her to go on the live one. I think she's got a couple of slots oh, free, okay. but I think they're quite late ones. You should fill a late night slot. I, um, I'm on a really late night one because I figured, you know, I'm practically an insomniac anyway, so. Not a night owl, though. No, no. Well, I would be if I could be, but I have to and go to work. Better than some, some. Oh, right, okay. So you're insomniac because you can't sleep all day. Yeah. Ah, uh, I'm one of those too. Yeah, yeah. You should go for one of her late night slots. Yeah, I will. I think I will. Fill, fill her late night slot. Now, the, <laughs> the likelihood is if you listen to He's us. He's insistent on that joke. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not. Likelihood is if you listen to us, you listen to uh, Stacey's. Um, I think Jane was stretching her hand towards me. I thought for a minute. Thought for a minute she was going to touch it. I got quite. Uh, I got. I didn't know what to do really. So it's like I really value our friendship, but that's just. Um, I, that would make it weird. There's no going back from that, Jane. And I, I think let's not let's not do that. Do you not really feel? I'm feel not ready for it. About her that way. I'm not ready for it. Um, <laughs> only on on what only on, only on, only on hot lonely nights. Um, <laughs> so she now has um, a, a link now that, for where you can go and listen to it on. Um, the 12th of July, which is a Saturday, starting at 9am, at 9am, and it's mixel.com forward slash SPCP um, uh, hyphen live slash. That's, that's quite awkward. So if you can send me that, I'll put a link on there. I'll tell you what, I'll send that to you right now, shall yes, I? Yes, the internet. Yeah, I'm doing Smart it right phones. now. Hold on. Uh, email Thank you, Steve email tweet. Uh, hold on, right, and I've got to do two. You're going to uh, talk through the two. whole thing. Nick's, uh, uh, Nicholas Papa Constantini, <laughs> uh, send, and then open up my email because uh, after you listen to this, um, I've got something to put in my mouth. Tell me why did it have to be Michael George you? When he reviews comics, oh my god, doesn't he go on? When he writes comic books, they are really very good. But when he reviews, he makes me crave death. Michael George you. Hey guys, it's Mike here, Mike Draws. I'm here to talk about this week where um, there's been an event in Los Angeles called E3 where games developers show off some of the newest games that you may have never probably seen before. Uh, Well, what's this got to do with comics? Well, Brian Michael Bendis popped up and decided to talk about the new Powers TV series. Now, Anyone who knows me knows that I love these comics. So it's fair to say that I was giddy as anything when the show was officially announced. And yeah, I got inspired to get my reviewing chops back on to the comic books. So today I'll be talking about Volume 2 of Powers, which is called Roleplay, 
where Christian Walker and Dina Pilgrim discover a series of horrific murders um, of college students dressed up as superheroes. Christian is even more perturbed to see one of them dressed as his old alias Diamond. Uh, the chemistry between Dina and Christian is fantastically awkward. They don't really have anything to say to each other, and don't really have much in common. They do trust each other, but they always seem to be one argument away from beating the crap out of each other. Um, as well as trying to solve the crimes, the subject of politics comes up a lot when Johnny Royal, a well-known mafia-type supervillain, is trying to sue the police force for harassment. This is somewhat escalated by Dina, who has serious beef with Johnny and accidentally, very, very accidentally, fucks everything up in a massive way. Powers being powers, the dialogue is fantastically fucked up, with no punches pulled and strings of dialogue spilling into separate panels and pages. I'd be remiss if I didn't say the art wasn't similar to... Well, similar somewhat to Bruce Timm's stuff. The big-chested boys and girls mixed with somewhat gimpy-looking suits and the thick outlines bear resemblances, but I don't know. I know the characters so well and love them so much. I just don't see the Batman animated series anymore in the art style. I see Christian, Dina, and some of brilliant, like, douchey characters you know there is always an element of spectacle in each graph of powers and while this one isn't quite as huge as the later graphic novels powers roleplay really does feel like a detective story cheers for listening if you've been inspired by powers please do it's a brilliant series it takes a bit of getting used to for some people but it's well worth having a look through and i absolutely love it you know i'm really glad i stuck with it and if you're interested in me my name's michael georgie you can find me on twitter at mike draws or online mikedraws.co.uk. and now back to shall i say nick i'll say nick back to nick so that was mike uh-huh um, and he's, he's left something for me to put in my mouth. That's amazing. Yeah. Unless either of you have got any news you'd like to do before I put something of Mike's in my mouth. No. I'm waiting in anticipation. Okay. It's like all my dreams come true. Nick, do you want to introduce my mouth? Uh, in just a second, I have... I Well, it's not really news, but I just want to mention uh, Torso Bear. We talked about it last yes. week. I've actually... Uh, I've actually put in a I'm, I never what is it called I pledged some money on the Kickstarter looks really good everyone mm. and I think they're, they're well last time I looked they were almost at the halfway point and it's not been going very long so it's definitely worth a look looks like good value for money for the like lower tier uh, to get the book as well so that's mm. quite good um, yes every we didn't mention this earlier on and we should have done but uh, if you want to we don't really do any sort of sponsorship or anything on the show um, or ads because nobody really wants us to do them for them. Um, but what we do do is if you want James to read out a bit of copy that you have sent in, we call it copy. What we mean is words that you wrote down. Um, roughly a page worth, what, about a couple of minutes worth, James? Yeah, about a reckon a page of an A4 is a minute yeah. um, read out by someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah, uh, so uh, 
So let's just say that James knows what he's doing. Um, basically, we call this feature, put something in chat. The reason I've been putting off naming it isn't just that I'm cat candid. It's that uh, something bad always happens when I do. But the feature's called put something in James's mouth. Okay, that's not as bad as it normally is. That's good. I'll allow it. Um, and mm. No, James. <laughs> Lovely. And basically, uh, if you've got something that you want to promote or, you know, you just want to hear a, 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 a slightly unhappy older man say something that you've written down, <laughs> you can send it to... Moncast.gmail.com uh, and you can give him direction on how you want him to say it as well. He's sung stuff before, I think. Yeah. He's, he does voices. Yeah. I, I, I have a voice requested right here. Excellent. Um, shall we move on to it? Because I don't think I did yeah, a very okay. good job of that. No, you did a great job. Okay. So, um, as Nick said, uh, uh, this is put something in James's mouth. And our, our friend, Mike Giorgio, uh, has given him something to put in my mouth. And he says... Do you like getting uh, a nice surprise every month? Then why not try LootCrate.com? I'm joking, of course. He's not really advertising LootCrate. What the hell is LootCrate? You don't know what LootCrate is? You don't know what LootCrate is? I've heard of that geeky thing. excitement and disappointment Mm. all at once. Like a giant Kinder Egg. Have you had a LootCrate? No, I want one. I want a LootCrate. I don't want one. I want want one when I see one I like. Is it the thing where the you pay? The last one was really good. Is it the thing where you pay fifteen quid a month and then you get like thirty quid's worth of you get stuff? Box of yeah, stuff, something yeah. like that. Yeah, you don't have to subscribe. I, did, though. I don't think there's. I think there's more than one service that does that. Yeah, it's the most. It's best known one. You can do it with everything, but uh, books. Flowers, Gen- food. Genuinely, if anyone listening has tried one of those services, I'd love to know because mm. I'm going to force my daughter to go out to work soon, and with the proceeds of her efforts, I'm going to buy myself frivolous things. It does feel a little bit like, especially the way Jane described it, a giant Kinder Egg. Wasn't well, it? Well, last yeah, no month was was, an, was adventure themes, and it had this really cool Adventure Time tin and a little Adventure Time figurine in that you can't mm. get here. You can only get in America. No, that's not fair. That's Magical America. Is that what Michael was trying to sell? No. What Michael was trying to do is he's, he's, he's giving me a something. I need to prepare my voice, he's asked me to do. Okay. Gordon's alive! Okay. Right, hold on. I'm going to get back from the mic say, a move bit back from the mic a tiny bit. Fellow monkeys! As you may have heard in today's contribution, Michael George, you likes powers. Powers, as in the comic series, not actual powers! <laughs> Turns out he can shoot lasers from his eyes. But since they don't have the power of laser pointers, they don't do much damage. Unless you're a pilot, but I digress. To celebrate the news of the new Powers TV show, Mike has drawn a special A5 sketch of Retro Girl. And we'll be giving it away to the first person who can who buys a copy of Elemental Mica Just Excel. You can buy the graphic novel at Elemental Mica. And you can see for yourself the sketch of Retro Girl on momcomics.com. I'm assuming! (laughs) Nick? Yes? Yes? Yes, okay, yes. Anyway! That was weird. Cheers! And good luck at nabbing your free sketch of Retro Girl at elementalmica.com! Do it now, or face the dazzling glare of Mike's annoying laser eyes. Brap! What was the direction he the gave you? The was brilliant. Yeah. I, I do do a good brat beer. I'm quite, but I'm common, aren't I? What, what, was, what was his, you what know, was the direction you know, he you gave you? You know what the voice was. 
Was it Brian Blessed? You know, yeah, you know what the voice was. Not, not angry Matt Berry. How dare you? Um, can you just sum up what it was that Mike was saying in case people were distracted by the voice? Oh. Well, why would they? Why would they be? We could just put the copy on the side. I'll just put the copy. Basically, basically what Mike, Mike likes powers, and he's drawn an A5 sketch of Retro Girl, and he's going to give it away to the first person who buys a copy of Elemental Mike just Excel. You can buy that graphic novel, novel at uh, elementalmichael.com and uh, see for yourself the sketch of Retro Girl on moncomics.com. Uh, obviously, if you buy it from elementalmichael.com, Mike's going to totally be able to see if you've bought it, and we'll totes uh, send you that Retro Girl. Uh, just put in the uh, the code MOM into um, somewhere that probably doesn't exist on the site. And you'll get 10% off at Squarespace. That's lootcrate.com. <laughs> Stamps.com. Pow, I just shit my pants. Um, thank you, Elemental uh, 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 Mike. That's the name of the character, isn't it? Thank you, Michael. And thank you, James. That was amazing. It was something. What... <laughs> <laughs> Jane Jane looked like she was trying to um she was hoping the wall would absorb her into it while well, I was doing I, that. Well, I I stupidly thought oh, I need he's really loud I need to move away from him. I've got headphones on. I can't move away, can't from, get him. away from him. I'm just no. going to sit here. <laughs> I think you'd probably be able to hear that if you'd taken your headphones off, you know. Yeah. My throat hurts a little bit now. Does it? I'm not surprised. Can I have a little 10 minute break to have a little drink of honey? No. <laughs> oh, no. That was suitably awkward. Thank you. I feel awkward as well, but I, I think I picked up the wrong pants this morning, doing this way, and that really can make or break. No, you might just be wearing them the wrong way round. Don't you find? Of course, I've got pants. You don't think I go and walk yeah, around commando? What sort do you wear? Uh, I like a, a short, um, a short waist. It's a, a lycra boxer short. See, I've got like boxer shorts, but I find they always they're, they're just they keep the buttons, but aren't short, any good at they're, staying they're re- closed. They're reasonably brief. Never have buttons. Always have a wire front or no no front at all okay I like my uh, genitals kept firmly behind the pant I have lots of questions but I won't, I, I won't ask you now I forget okay. to do my zip up a fair bit yeah. I don't want to take the chance that people are going to see my furry mountain or my penis I find that everything falls down around the sides if I'm not careful who's that <laughs> yeah I, I find that everything falls down around the sides if I'm not careful but what that's another story <laughs> no that's no, that is the grossest, rudest thing I could have been. That doesn't work as an innuendo, does it? Because I'm know. describing the worst thing it could yeah, possibly be. I think so. Um, do you want to do your spotlight, Did James? I mention there's a World Cup on? <laughs> do you, do you like, your spotlight. Would you right. like to do your spotlight? This week, uh, my uh, book from the library is Robo Hunter. Play it again, Sam. It's a collection of Robo Hunter stories from 2000 AD, from uh, around 1982, um, and is written by John Wagner, Alan Grant, and done the drawings by Ian Gibson. Also, the classic Robo Hunter. Classic Robo Hunter. So when not the Mark Millar version. When was this originally published? Uh, 1982. Um, Sam Slade, the Robo Hunter, first appeared in 2008. Um, uh, I can't remember the name of the original artist. Ian, uh, Alan G- Ian Gibson, sorry, was brought on board um, very early into the run. He was resurrected, um, notably, I think, by Mark Millar in the late 80s, um, and then he's had a couple of runs in the 90s. Um, and uh, I think Wagner and Grant gave him the last two. I think back in O2. Oh, I don't think I've read a strip of his that isn't drawn by Ian Gibson that was any good. Sure. Really. 
Anyway, sorry. That's go fair on. enough. So Sam Slade is the robo hunter. He's essentially he's a noir um, private detective that goes on um, robot related cases. Um, he is joined by his two faithful uh, sidekicks, Stogie and Hoagie. Uh, Hoagie is a feckless uh, robot that looks a little bit like the robots from the MASH adverts of the mm. early 80s. And is so thick it almost hurts. Mm. Stogie, I think, given that this story first started in 1978, managed to predict the uh, trend for vaping by, my goodness, about... 30, 30 some years. Oh, because he's not a real cigar, is he? He's a sentient cigar. He's mm. a robot cigar mm. that looks awfully like one of those horrible vapey cigarettes mm. that people have. It's incredible. He is a uh, Colombian, uh, sentient Colombian robot cigar uh, because Sam Slade is uh, constantly trying to uh, give up smoking. This particular. Um, collection play it again sam's got about five or six different um runs in it um the philby case is uh, a story about um uh, basically it's, it's about a, a robot that's um uh, developed sentience mm-hmm. and various agencies are trying to get back to it uh, get after it and sam slade sort of stumbles into into the case uh the second one features a, a character that appeared in the very first robo hunter story kid um oh the 39 year old baby and as i was reading this and uh, at the beginning of each of the episodes, it was talking about the defectless 39-year-old baby that everyone was irritated by. I was thinking to myself, well, bloody hell. They got stogie. They predicted mm. that. They predicted that I'd be 39 when I'd read <laughs> this and the, and the irritating 39-year-old baby would chime with me. Not only did they predict that I'd be a 39-year-old baby and people would vape, but there is also a story in here called Football Crazy where the Robo England World Cup squad um, is nobbled by its trainer and Sam Slade has to get to the bottom of why Trev, uh, no, sorry, Bev, Kev and the two Trevs, their star Robo strikers, um, are playing so badly. And for someone like me who is both a comic book fan and a football fan it's absolutely lovely because it's got the retro 82 England kit clearly Kevin Keegan who was the the captain of England during the the uh, the 02 World Cup this is obviously went out during the World Cup when everyone was thinking about it um, and ends up with, with Sam Slade wearing a retro uh, mm. 82 World Cup shirt at the end so it gave me very happy feels um, and the final story uh, in here uh, it's called Play It Again Sam it's the, the name of the collection and it is uh, a longer form story that's a comic opera so it's all it's all written in verse yeah, in song verse after um, the head of Britsit um was it Metalaggy? Um, decides that to make everyone happy, everyone should sing all the time. Um, and Sam Slade is um, uh, is employed by Aggie uh, to uh, take down the Human League, who are the mm. anti-robot uh, luddites. The Human League, absolutely, that's brilliant. It uh, it is a perfect distillation of everything I think that was great about early 2000 AD. It's these really weird barn pop stories. They're silly, irreverent, ridiculous, but there's this this uh, 
undercurrent of quite searing social satire through all of them. You know, it's it, it sort of looks at sort of the the vacuousness of football in the um, even back in eighty two. You know, uh, there was cynicism about these these uh, idols put on pedestals mm-hmm. um, and. Um, uh, Luddite attitudes and so forth, and a manipulation of the public in play it again, Sam. It's very interesting. Really clever concepts mixed up with this absolutely ridiculous, overblown comedy that, you know, is kind of. I guess was written for a younger market than comics are today, but stands up beautifully. It is a perfect example of everything that was lovely about those those early 2000 ED editions it's it's um it was a really enjoyable read um and well worth searching out i think rebellion is still publishing them um they retail at about 11 pounds 99 um i'm sure you can get it cheaper on amazon and certainly if you wait a week you can hire it out from southampton central library Lend it, lend it out from. What did I say? Higher. Well, lend it higher. Yeah. Um, just don't, don't let your daughter Borrow. chew your chew your card because it makes it harder to scan your books out. Yeah, don't don't Lush. do that. The uh, the you've made me think actually that the uh, comic I got from Heather Shepherd um, is the first is the first nice thing that I've had sent through the door recently, uh, sent through the post recently, that the dog didn't actually eat, which was quite nice. I tell you, you want to be careful if you get Loot Crate, because they'd be all over that. That's LootCrate.com. Loot Crate. Loot Crate. Yeah. Well, not so, Loot Crate. Yeah, Luke Crate. If you've not Luke, heard of him. Loot Crate. Yeah, he's a Marvel bloke, isn't he? Would, uh, uh, thank you for that, James. That Rob- was a real afterthought, that thank you. Robo- it, I just I realised we needed to move on. Do you want to I- thank me, Jane? No. No, Jane don't want to thank me. Um, would you say that you were more football crazy or would you say that you're more football mad? I've been watching football since I was a little lad. That's not an answer to my question. So I think the answer's mad. He did it in a rhyme. So he's football mad. It, it's, a, it's a really old song. It's because we're old men. That was. The, the lyrics, Jane, are he's football crazy. He's football mad. He's been watching football. Since he was a little lad. We were being old men, sorry. (laughs) About football. Yeah. It's one of the only things I know about football is that we used to do songs about them. I know, footy, 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 ball, ball, ball. 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 Hoi, hoi, up for the cup. What was that? That That wasn't a Vuvuzela. There will be no Vuvuzelas. They are banned from Brazilian stadiums, so hopefully they'll all be swaying to a samba beat. What about Brazilians? I'm not fussed. Our people want to refer their pubic areas. They're entirely down to them. So all of the footballers don't have to have them? No. Okay, good. Although um, I have shaved my scrotum in the past, and as Dr. Evil notes in the second Austin Powers film, it is uh, a wonderful sight. Oh, okay. I actually found out that uh, a colleague of mine uh, fully shaves the other day, which was very interesting. Does he's it a make cyclist, look right? Bigger or smaller? Uh, bigger. It makes everything look bigger. You get of his winch, but he's a cyclist, right? And I get that he shaves his legs. I don't. I don't understand. I think he just got carried away. Mm. Do you know? In between games, I think I'm going to go and trim myself down again. Actually, at the weekend, I'd be a bit too scared about. We've um, died. We've. We've gone. We've we digressed a little. We digressed. We're, we're yeah. kind we're, of talking about James's week. And we're getting we're getting a cat. We're picking up Frankie Cat 
on Saturday, a new cat is coming to live with us. He's four years old. He wasn't wanted by his old owners, so we've, we've um, uh, hired him from the Blue Cross permanently. Um, uh, yeah, so Frankie Cat's coming to live with us on the day that England play their first game. So that'll go to really go well. you terrify the cat. <sighs> yeah. do, do you have to keep the name? Um, uh, my wife and daughter have decided we're going to. I wanted to call him Hobbs, but uh, I got overruled. <clears throat> Can call the next one Hobbs. Well, well, hopefully I won't have another one for ten years, and I'll probably have gone off Calvin and Hobbs by then. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah, that's you went off. I don't know if you'll ever go off Calvin and Hobbs. No, of course not. I want my. Uh, by the way, I want this recorded. I've got a uh, deluxe. Wait, hang on a sec. Let me start recording. It's all recorded, yeah, James. Fucking. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but I don't want you to edit this out. I um. He, he makes very cruel edit decisions. Um. While we're recording, um. When I die, I want my Calvin and Hobbes uh, deluxe um, set. I want it buried with me, all right? No, if it's worth something, I know that your wife's going to sell it. And a flashlight, just in case I'm not dead. Hopefully. Which style would you like? Um, can I have a mouth, a butt, and a vagina? You want all three? That's three. Yeah. Or you could have a double ended one, I suppose. Do you get interchangeable? What do I want a double ended one? In do you get a, in interchangeable, a... like. France? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. You phones? can, you can, you can take the, um, you can take the, like the, the, the insert out and put a. Say, if you had a, a vagina, you could like have a, 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 a mouth and put a mouth in you. Uh, so, whichever, uh, whichever listener is responsible for the wiki, if they could put in James's mm. uh, final wishes for when he dies mm. in there into the section marked James's death. I think there's a section for each of us. Also, I also want the dead Kennedys too drunk the fuck to be played at my funeral. Yeah. That, that should go in there as well. Also, if one of the listeners could set up the, the wiki and take responsibility for it, that would be excellent. Will require going back and listening to 241 episodes plus this one, mm. plus the specials. But they're free. And making copious notes. Oh, yeah, they are free, those. <laughs> it's a good selling point. Makes up. It is a good selling point. Um, Jane, what are you doing this week? Uh, I'm going to certain somebody's birthday shindig on Sunday. Yes. I'm going to do that as long as it doesn't clash with any football. I don't think it does. Well, people just have a nice time about him. Yeah, that's true. Um, which actually has, I discovered yesterday that it's on Sunday, not Saturday, as I originally thought. So Everyone I'm, got confused about yeah, that. Yeah, I got really confused. Even though it was in our calendar as Sunday, I still thought it was Saturday um, blaming life partner Steve for it he might have got confused he might have yeah. done yeah so um, yeah so I don't know what we're doing on Saturday yet we have to make some decisions but uh, yeah it's going to be sunny so try and not get sunburnt I guess that's a good uh, good thing to try and do because you know the whole Baz Luhrmann thing he did a song did yeah. he do that song before he did films no was it after Strictly Ballroom, but before anything else? Uh, no, I think it was after Romeo and Juliet. Wow, I don't, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard it, but I've heard people talking about it. I'm rubbish at pop That's music. That's right. Life out of Steve hadn't heard it before. Did you force him to listen to it? No. I always imagine it'd be like it's of its time. Um, I always imagine it'd be like Frontier Psychiatry, which I hated the first time I heard it, and the just Frontier love it. Frontier Psychiatrist by the Avalanches. Yeah, I love that song. Great album. This that boy's a nut. I can't remember. Since just I really left you, the album is just it? listen Wonderful. to William Shatner singing "Common People." That That's the better. best thing. Yeah. I like that. That thing. boy needs therapy. Ow. He's a nut. He's a nut. He's crazy in the, in the coconut. coconut. That's the bit I like. Crazy in the coconut. That's so cute. Um, I'm going to be having birthday celebrations. It was my birthday last week, but I'm going to be having celebrations this week. It's all very exciting on Sunday. 
other treat chocolates are available. Yeah, yes. Other birthdays are available. Other birthdays are probably available. Uh, if uh, if you've been invited to either Tom Jones's or Prince's birthday thing, which are, are also on the same day, um, I won't take it personally if you go to one of theirs because they get like gifts handed out to the guests at those things. It's possible George Beedham is having a celebration this weekend as well. Oh, yeah, he yeah. might do as well. Happy birthday, dude. Oh, yeah, happy birthday, George. Happy 30th, George. Wah, wah. It's not old. 30 isn't old. Feels it when you get there, though, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Hindsight's twenty twenty. You mate. don't know any better, do you? True. Um, yes, so there's that. And also, I think we've got people in the house. I could do with just sleeping for a day. It's your birthday. You can do what you want. Well, look, I can't, though. I've, there's obligations. It was actually my birthday last week, and I had to be in a nice hotel. It was nice. I like the swimming. Well, I asked you last week. I'm going to ask you now. Did you sex your wife? Uh, I feel like that's the other show, but... No, I asked yeah, you was, on this show last was, week. I want the answer you, on this show. Well, was, you should have the answer on the other show so people listen to it. Well, we kind of talked about it on the other show. Oh, did we already? In, in graphic detail. There there was some, but then there's, that there's the, sometimes is at weekends. Was that the walk home, though? I can't remember. It's I don't know. It's weekends. There's sometimes sex at weekends, isn't there? I, 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 I fight this... I fight this... Um, idea Demon inside. that people once they have a baby once they get married and and once no, they have a baby the they just stop having sex this is definitely I think the that's something although like in that Monty Python song I, the um, what's the the one every sperm is sacred every sperm is sacred just before that where he says if I chose to mm. uh, they every time they have sex they have to have a mm. baby yeah um, and the lady says well but I mean but we've only had sex twice and we've got two children he's like well but if I chose to I, we could choose to have sex anytime we wanted and it can be a bit like that sometimes you prefer fair, TV was, don't you that was Graham Chapman it turned it turned out that he was a gay man yes that so is that true so that might have been why he wasn't keen on having sex with his wife um, it's difficult back in then wasn't it, it did his wife accepted. look like Eric Idle I don't know put me off we should go yeah we should go uh, thank you Mike specifically for the amount you've contributed to this Thank and uh, and to Max, <laughs> thank you, uh, thank you, listener uh, or listeners, thank depending you. on whether there's more than one. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, thank you, and thank you, guys. And let's go. Bye bye. <laughs>
it say that? Juice you please to a pot of cottage cheese. Knit one, pearl one. What the fuck is wrong with him? There's something very old-timey England about ding, James. Ding, ding, really? Ding, 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 Sometimes I feel a little bit like he's built for Radio 4. Na, na, I think there's something a bit EDL about James. Na, 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 yeah, maybe. Na, na, maybe na, that's na, well, you yeah, there is during the World Cup. Yeah, that's fair. You enough. kip at the very most. Fucking foreigners, fuck them all! <laughs> la 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 la. Let's get going. I'm trying to get a sound reading off Jane, but you keep singing. Fucking hurry up! Stop talking. Hey. Oh. Um. You said so we're going to have to do it by ear because my phone's about to die. Oh. Um. Or my. Or, or Jane can do it on her. My hers. commiserations to uh, Nick's, Nick's. Um, I'm cutting Nick's all this phone. bit. It's like oh, a Furby just, just come out to life and he puts. Actually, you know, that might have been the funniest thing I'd ever fucking said on the podcast. You well, can't. But be... I, I already knew I was going to cut it though. Look at him. He makes all the edit decisions. I leave perfect edit points for him, and he fucking shits all over him. I'm really grateful for that. Can we move on? 